Hey there, welcome back to the Ash Suchman podcast with your host Ash. In this episode, we're going to look at something um, quite interesting that I've been working on for quite a long time. And the fruits of my labour have just started to appear on the tree of life, essentially. The topic is becoming. Small word, big meaning. And because I love to write on paper, I've just scribbled down a lot of things here that I just want to talk to you about in terms of becoming, as in, you know, what do I want to be versus who do I want to be? So, I guess the what I want to be question is usually within our careers. So, you know, when we grow up, I want to be a doctor, artist, pilot, want to be something, something of value to the world, something that other people can appreciate, something other people can recognise and what other people might be able to also identify with. Then on the other side of the border is who I want to be in terms of what kind of person do I want to be? What kind of person am I? Am I courageous? Am I wise? Am I good at certain things like being open, being direct, being good at certain things? So these are more personality traits which can tie very neatly into those careers I talk to. So for instance, we would want to have empathetic doctors and courageous artists and very focused and skilled pilots because those traits work really well with those careers. But what I found is a lot of our time spent on this planet is spent becoming someone else for someone else and for their ideals and their vision of what our lives should be. So essentially it's us being brought up to believe that we need to do certain things in a certain way to get a certain outcome and we need to just stick with that and we've got no say in the matter at all. For some people that works very well, very happy for them, doesn't work for me, never did, never will. So this conversation is for you out there who want to understand, you know, about becoming, whether it's becoming at the beginning of doing something new or becoming in midlife, which is where I'm kind of approaching now. So to me, it's about finding and discovering your potential. So that could be in the career space, about the things you're really passionate about and the things you want to do, which do come from the personality traits of who you want to be. But it's also about your values, your values as a person, your purpose, your passions. And essentially, when you boil it down, it's your identity as a person. Just like your thumbprint is unique to you, your set of traits and your personality mixed with your values, purpose and passions make you unique and you've got a set of unique gifts in certain proportions and ratios that make you very different to everybody else. I guess we tend to focus on the career path more than the personal path in life but as time's gone on people do realise the importance of understanding who they are and what they can bring to their families, their lives, their relationships, their careers, and what they can actually bring to themselves as well. 
So what does becoming bring to your career? It brings wealth, it can bring recognition, it can bring feelings of euphoria, it can make you feel that you've arrived and you've done something, you've become, you know, you've trod your path, your long hard-worn path and you've got to a point where, you know, you can really be proud of your achievements. On the other side, where you're becoming a new person, these are matters of self-actualization, self-realization and freedom to be who you are without anyone telling you otherwise. And that's been me, I can tell you. That's been me for the past few years or so. And it does require a lot of courage to break out of the chains of the ways of thinking and essentially detaching yourself from your career and understanding that the career is one side and part of your life and your personality is the other side of your life and they tend to overlap in the middle and essentially employers get the best out of us when we are bringing 100% of ourselves to work so to go back to becoming in midlife I guess all hear about this thing called midlife crisis and I can tell you I haven't had to wait to get to midlife to have gone through a lot of crises um, for example beginning in my 20s my father passed away my brother passed away and my mother found it very hard to cope and there was essentially a loss in communication a breakdown of family I lost a lot of things that I cherish now when I see others around me that I personally don't have. And sometimes those feelings come and go. But on the flip side, I'm becoming more aware of those things. And because I'm more aware, I want to become someone who can build those things for myself essentially you know build a family build those strong bonds and connections with friends and open up myself to new relationships whether they be professional or personal again going back to midlife if I go back to my 30s again that was all about becoming in my career I had clearly set out that I wanted to become as good as I could in the kind of jobs and companies I used to work in and wanted to be the best, do the best, essentially be the yes person all the time. Wanted to be the yes person, always there, helping other people, doing far more probably than I should. And as you can probably understand here, we're crossing the border between the actual career and my personal life. And what's happened is between my 30s and now going into my 40s, I found that the ratio of my personality is starting to outweigh my career in a very good positive way. So for example, I'm able to bring my values, passions and purposes to my job and make those things work because anyone that works in a business or a company or has to work with somebody else to get something done realises that you need to have good relationships with people because... A lot of the things that we do and work with are necessarily out of our control to some extent. And when we are faced with those challenges and adverse situations, that's where we find the best in each other. You know, that's where we find the best versions of each other and we get our heads together and we can get things done. So 
whilst I've spent so much time becoming good at what I do and what I wanted to be, I've harnessed who I actually am and used those traits in a really good way to solidify things like trust, respect on the back of being courageous and confident about me as a person and as time has gone on people have seen me for me and I think that's really really essential and important that people are seen for who they are and they are admired for who they are because that's a very powerful thing when you become yourself and you are happy because you are becoming The truth behind it is anybody can learn skills, anybody can become a doctor with a lot of practice and hard work and a lot of money usually. You can become skilled professionally. What we tend to find is to become skilled at who you are is a lifelong challenge. And if you are willing to start that journey with yourself, it starts to pay off quite quickly because you start thinking in clearer, clearer, targeted focused ways about how you want things to pan out and you tend to not have the audacity but you tend to have the courage to have a difficult conversation to want to discuss things that were difficult before so for example I would shy away from discussing things like pay or things like how I would feel on a certain subject and just hold hold my feelings inside and what's happened is as I've gotten closer to myself I've become more proactive in standing up for for my views and being able to air my views and also being aware that I am open to learning I'm open to being called out I am open to being wrong and that is where the 360 approach comes in with realizing that you can learn we are all learning and we all want to climb that staircase like i've said before the only way you can see the next step is if you take the first one and so on so becoming is a lifelong process where we try and find out who we actually are and in the world we live in today that's become very very difficult because a lot of the views are polarized around people's perceptions of how people should be and people should be in a certain way act in a certain way live in a certain way eat in a certain way and everything else is just not correct but we know that we live in a globalized world there's no way of getting out of that or getting around that you know we're all human at the end of the day and allowing people to become is a very powerful thing because on the back of becoming we tend to generate new ideas, we tend to think about things differently, we tend to be able to think up new solutions to existing problems and we can start to enable other people and also build a better, decent world for everybody. So there's clearly a win-win situation out of everything here. But as I've said, we do spend a lot of our lives becoming something and someone else because we are still living towards the ideals and the visions of other people. Again, let me throw you an example of when I was growing up, you know, I'm, I'm brown and I'm a gay brown man and I'm not ashamed of that. 
but when I was growing up, there was a certain expectation that, you know, I had to get married, I had to carry on the family, I had to be good, I had to be not seen, I had to be not heard. And even if I had a view, it would never be considered. So growing up with that kind of psychological trauma can force you to become someone that you're not really. And then you spend, like I have, the rest of your teenage and adult lives trying to understand who you are and what the hell you are trying to do with your fucking life. And that has been me for the last 20 years. Trying to understand who the fuck I was, what the fuck I was doing, and now I'm like, okay, maybe when I was growing up I wanted to be something to someone to make them happy. And that was the most important thing, was to make somebody else happy and live by their rules and live by their vision. And what I found was, those people that were the closest to me were intent and happy on destroying their own lives without really realising it. And they wanted me to follow that same path. They wanted me to give myself up and follow this blind path and come what may just carry on and not have any desire for living and somehow I get it I do get it there's a lot of generational there's a lot of stuff that's been passed down through time through the ages through my family through things like how my family came through slavery first generation second generation you name it if you look at it properly I look back at my life I understand why certain decisions were taken and certain things were held on to because they were dear and it meant so much to them but on the flip side it's like I can't give my life up for you I can't give my life up for those empty ideals and those empty visions that serve no purpose with me personally it might serve a purpose with other people in my family which is fine but for me personally the only thing I have learnt in becoming me is that there are a lot of good traits that aren't part of that vision that they had for me if that makes any sense so you know they wanted to me they wanted me to be you know um married fulfilled happy etc etc i can still do those things as me i can still be happy i can still have a family i can still get married i can still do those things So it kind of aligns with what they want. But overall, I've not become what they wanted me to become. And somehow, they kind of draw a line with me on that. And that's fine. Because I'm busy making me, living me, doing me, and understanding how courageous I am to have fought against a lot of those things. How brave and bold I have been in you know, tearing myself away from their version of becoming and stepping into my own life and being happy with who I am. And when you boil it down, that's all it's about. You have to be happy with who you are once you realise who the fuck you are. And to me, I wasn't a shy, introverted traumatised young person because now I am the complete opposite 
I'm a grown-up, wise, helpful, special, talented old man going into his 40s. You know, I'm conscious and aware of that. And every day is a school day, even when you're going into your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 100. Every day is a school day. There's always something to learn every day because every day we are becoming. We're becoming stronger, better, wiser. And because I have been becoming, I have done a lot of things to make sure that I become and stay focused on that track. Essentially, I don't consume news. I don't want to become obsessed with everything that's doom and gloom about this world. I don't want to tap into all that negativity. I'm so focused on becoming and helping other people become as well because I know that it's possible. And we see the world is flooded with examples of people who have become the Nelson Mandela's of this world, the Mahatma Gandhi's of this world. So many examples of people that have become because they've had to deal with so much adversity. You know, I don't like to benchmark people's adversity because everyone's gone through their own shit and everyone understands their own pain. But when you look at everyone's experience objectively, you realise what path they were on. They wanted to be something that wasn't who they were, you know. And you see in films as well, you see all these people that, you know, wanted to be, like I said, doctors, artists, pilots and whatever. And then as time's gone on, they realise, you know, who they actually are. And on the back of who they are, they start to open themselves and their lives up to new experiences. They meet people, they find those opportunities, they find who they are, they find the people they love and they also find those who love them as well. So, I guess becoming is just being aware and conscious of how you think, how you feel and not pushing that away into a deep dark place because you don't want to drown yourself out in the middle of everything. You need to find ways to surface yourself, celebrate yourself, become yourself. And that's such a powerful thing, such a courageous thing. And I've learned how powerful and courageous those things are because you then open the doors to so many opportunities. And when there's more adversity and more challenges coming, you realise that, you know what? I've actually become stronger because of those. I've become wiser because of those. And it's not the end. You know, there is never an end to all of these things. Like I said before, we are always becoming. And becoming is the key to finding what makes you tick. What are your values, your purpose, your passion. You want to establish, grow, maintain and love your identity and a lot of people are doing that these days and you know what I salute them for that courage because I'm clearly in that club of people who are becoming and I just hope a lot more people do become because the world wants us to be one way but we are struggling because we really want to be these things we want to be better do better and it is possible Like everything in life, it is possible. Even through all the trauma and the pain and disappointment and rejection, use those things to become, become stronger, become wiser, and even more powerful, choose to pass those lessons on, just like I'm doing now. Choose to 
choose to enable other people to become because the more we can do that the better the world's going to get and the better we're going to get as well so on the back of that i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope you continue listening to my podcast because it is something really dear to me to help other people just understand a few of the things that you know are thrown around life that are important they are the keys to our happiness it's not in money it's not in shiny things you know happiness truly is made nurtured and it's grown from inside you and once you do that then you can start to become the best version of yourself so thanks once again take care and hope you'll come back soon